Chapter Eleven of A Deal with the Devil. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Angelique G. Campbell, January two thousand nineteen. A Deal with the Devil by Eden Philpotts. A New Leaf Turned. I am a simple old woman, ready to see fine qualities in anybody, unwilling to doubt the honesty of fellow creatures or the good faith of their assertions. Therefore, I am not ashamed to confess that Mr. Montague entirely deceived me, and turned out, not merely no better than he should have been, but much worse. He deceived dear Grandpapa, too, though in a different way. I thought he was a sly beggar who'd found a plum in the pie, said Grandfather to me afterwards, but it wasn't so a mere blackleg a scamp a devourer of orphans break the bank no we didn't break the bank but i broke his nose and scattered his false teeth from one end of the casino to the other and dusted the steps with him afterwards these and other things grandpapa said when he returned from monte carlo i watched the daily journals as he directed and so was not wholly unprepared for the fiasco which resulted from his trip to the continent indeed two startling items both involving dear grandpapa met my eye on the same morning in the same copy of the daily telegraph under the agony column of that periodical i read as follows wanted address of one daniel dolphin the same to rogers eight bells chislehurst will meet with a reward and elsewhere under the heading of seen at monte carlo occurred this paragraph the english here are making things lively two adventurers with a new system began to play last night and lost a thousand pounds at a sitting one appears to have been a knave the other a fool when their resources were exhausted they came to blows and the bigger man presumed to be the capitalist fell upon his companion and thrashed him unmercifully it appears they had come in great state with a flourish of trumpets but their system like most others though doubtless pretty on paper broke down at the tables both men have disappeared here was cause for alarm if you will i could not be sure that the persons mentioned were my dear grandpapa and his companion but somehow i always fancied that the matter related to them i also dimly guessed why mr rogers wanted grandpapa's address no doubt marie's affections had been trifled with and the law possesses power to estimate the value of such broken promises in pounds shillings and pence i waited a fortnight without hearing a word from grandpapa then he suddenly came home penniless and destitute of everything but the clothes on his back he had grown thinner had nearly a year younger but his health appeared excellent though his memory seemed to be impaired of course time was winging backwards at such a hideous rate with grandpapa that events which only seemed of yesterday to me already grew dim in his memory i sent for the tailor to come and measure him for some new clothes and then begged he would tell me all that had happened he began immediately about paris but i reminded him of monte carlo and mr phil montague 
then he grew enraged and explained to me how he had treated that gentleman i left the place next day and slipped back to paris there i've had a pretty good time but it's an expensive place i kept a few hundreds up my sleeve you know and after i'd lost the thou which simply filtered away in a few hours i reckoned i'd better get money's worth with what was left so i went to paris and had a gaudy fortnight and now you will settle down dearest won't you and drop all the speculation and money-making yes no more systems for me first settle up then settle down we must bolt out of london anyhow why grandpapa we are safe for six months yet if you keep quiet i haven't kept quiet he acknowledged frankly you'd better hear the truth i'm in a very awkward position tell me everything grandpapa i can bear it well i met her in paris grandpapa another listen i met the woman in paris she was a russian princess stopping at the hotel bristol she could speak english worse luck so we got on no side at all about her let me take her everywhere and pay one of those golden-haired expensive women but beautiful as a dream her husband still lives somewhere in russia he had a row with the czar about her she was nobody herself they were separated through no fault of hers she couldn't stand him because he funked the czar plucky little woman coming over to this country to play harp at the music halls we're engaged grandpapa don't criticize i can't stand it today. she's called the princess hopskipchoff she said it was the dream of her life to marry me that she's seen me in her sleep and that a fortune-teller now in siberia had accurately described me to her years ago she's twenty-five and true as steel socially it would have been a step in the right direction though russian princesses are rather a drug in the market but i can't marry her of course i've thought better of it since we parted and i've had time to do up my accounts you break hearts as a pastime grandfather poor woman i'm sorry for her as to that it wasn't a love match entirely either she was fairly cute i rather hoodwinked the girl perhaps but all's fair in love i well i pulled the longbow certainly you disguised your true condition more than that i hinted at twenty thousand a year and a park you will kill me grandpapa and i also told her i was a viscount viscount dolphin heir to the titles and estates of the duke of cornwall good heavens the prince of wales is the duke of cornwall is he begad i'd forgotten that said grandpapa with a painful cunning look on his face then she can't go and worry him at marlborough house she won't get any information about me there don't you worry we'll smash her if she makes a row i'll say she's a russian spy or something anyhow 
the simplest way will be for us to clear out of town altogether i'm sick of the wickedness of london every second man you meet's a swindler or a rogue give me the peaceful country a bottle of port at the squire's mahogany the field newspaper a decent mount and a pleasant feminine society that's enough for me i'm a hundred and six in three days time forty by the new scheme yes let me go and dwindle from forty to thirty amidst quiet rural agricultural surroundings i was delighted at this resolution grandpapa henceforth appeared as my son made me wear a wedding ring and carried me away to a little honeysuckled cottage near salisbury End. chapter eleven